0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay.
1: let's for to record, we got a Sun in Phoenix too. 52 to...
0: to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Howdy. Hey there, Mitch. This week on the show, we'll be talking about the ever-present DeAndre Ayton situation and what's going to happen with him and his free agency this offseason. After that, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, just what it's like to be a Suns fan right now. Uh, I know a lot of people are pretty upset still. And maybe became a little bit of uh, disconnected from the game. we'll We'll talk about that for a little bit as well.
1: Um no shout outs. Uh, <laughs> I guess follow us on Twitter at sunny and pHx Pod, but I deleted Twitter, so uh, <laughs> I'm not checking it as much. The podcast, Twitter still lives, but I don't have it on my phone. So uh, if you tweet at us, I'll still respond, but it might take me a while.
0: Yeah, you know, w- We probably didn't have much good to say over this period of time anyways. No, no. Just like the podcast itself and its Twitter, uh, we just kept quiet. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And it was kind of nice.
0: It was kind of nice, and it was surprisingly easy as two guys who, you know, look forward to doing this every weekend or Monday or whatever the day may be. Uh, Normally, yeah, we really look forward to this, but uh, we're, we're a little burned. We'll talk about that a little later. But we'll open with the DeAndre Ayton situation. And all signs have been pointing towards him uh, being involved in a sign-and-trade this offseason. I haven't seen any, anyone try to dispute it. Uh, none of the guys on the Suns try to step up and say anything on his behalf. So it, it really makes me think that it's, uh, it is going to happen.
1: It sure seems like we've got the writing on the wall and it's only a matter of time. Um, I, I don't know what's right or wrong at this point, but it definitely seems like it's going to happen, especially we had that report come out that uh, we were trying to trade him for Sabonis before the deadline, which I would uh, I think that would have been great. If, if DeAndre Ayton is definitely getting traded, I would have loved to have Sabonis instead.
0: Yeah, Sabonis would have been a nice uh, replacement there. And it's my biggest thing is it's going to be so tough to replace him. Yes, it will. Uh, if it's just like a one-for-one a one center swap, who are you going to find that's better than him? Uh, and it's definitely not going to happen in a sign-and-trade.
1: The only way it wouldn't be replacing him but the only way that it would be like okay yeah we did get better because of this is if we somehow were trading for Kevin Durant
0: <laughs> yeah but and i
1: don't think that's happening
0: no that's been floated around plenty it just seems so unrealistic and all the all the things that are holding back the suns from making a trade for a player of his caliber they're they're all there because just due to the cap we can only uh, trade him for the amount that what – what is it now? Uh, this is uh, – his cap hold is the amount that you can trade him for, not oh, okay. the max, or it's right. less than that. So the, the return financially and the 30-whatever he's going to be making next year, that's not the value that we get back. So we'll be taking back uh, less salary. And then again, we can't even really technically trade for a draft pick. Because the draft will be before Ayton signs the sign part of the sign and trade. So we can't technically uh, talk to a team about a draft pick. Otherwise, it's tampering. But this gets, you know, they go around that to some extent every year. Uh, it's just the weird thing that happens, like why we saw Jarrett Culver put on a son's hat during the draft, even though we had traded him before that. It's all kind of a similar vein there. So yeah. the, the thing with the sign and trade is there's so many things stacked against you to do it. Uh, and it makes me just say, why don't we just match anything and trade them at the deadline then?
1: I suppose that's an option. Um, I, I want to go back to tampering for a second. It's a stupid rule. It's all just pomp. It's for show at this point. Um, everyone is doing it. Sometimes teams get fined a little bit like, i wish it were just like the nfl where you could trade draft picks like change the date of the moratorium ending or something like that there is a common sense way to fix this problem um but whatever i've said this every year for the past however long we've been doing this six or seven years or whatever um i i think back to andrew wiggins i think it was andrew wiggins when he originally was traded Uh, right after he was drafted like there was clearly tampering in that Uh, but they find the loophole so whatever it's i'm basically looking at it as it's possible that there is a deal in place but we just don't know about it officially until july 1st Um, then as far as sign and trade stuff goes and if we wait until the deadline uh, i think not doing that would be very frustrating for a lot of people. I think Aiton wants out. And it seems like Monty Williams isn't really getting along with Aiton. Maybe the same with James Jones. I don't know about that. We haven't seen any visible frustration or anything like that. But that's just another few months for, for the situation to worsen, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand that whole thing. Uh... Goes back to what I said last time on the podcast is uh, putting Chris Paul, thirty-seven-year-old Chris Paul, before DeAndre Ayton, and man, that's a tough argument to make. Honestly, it Chris is. Paul, Chris Paul's uh one of the greatest to ever play point guard in the NBA, but it's the end of the line. And, yes, regular season, Chris Paul was great every single game that he played this season in the regular season. But I mean, we've seen the collapse in the playoffs two years in a row. Is it do you want to blame it all on injury or running out of gas? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to call it a the curse, the Chris Paul curse?
1: i I look at it more as a pattern than anything. It, we, sure. We've seen this from Chris Paul for his whole career.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to discount Chris at, at all because he got us where we are as a regular season team, as a finals run team last year, as you know, the best season in Suns history. You can't discount yes. what right. he has no, done for true. us in that way, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But for the future of the franchise, I mean... Do you get rid of a guy like Ayton who has shown that he can really dominate a playoff game with efficient scoring as a center? Right. Do right. you want to get rid of that for the long term so you can keep Chris Paul around for another year and a half before you're able to cut him loose on his uh, not partially guaranteed deal? Right. I I don't know. Here's another thing, though. If we're really comfortable enough, with Saric coming back, with, you know, are JaVale and Biombo both potential centers for the Sun ne- Suns next year? Uh, do we get another big in return like there's the Miles Turner talk that's going on now?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I-, I don't know. Maybe those guys can work a little better with Chris and make themselves look better. But Aiton's a guy that didn't need Chris Paul to look good.
1: That's true, yeah. I mean, I think the team basically has to decide, is it championship or bust for the next, let's say, two years? Or is it we're going to try to build off of a very solid foundation that we have right now, knowing that we might not win it all before Chris Paul retires, and then we have a huge question mark at point guard.
0: Right, yeah. But this way, we're going to have... Chris Paul, who's going to end up uh, getting released or retiring at some point, will likely have a giant question mark at point guard, and then a new one likely at center too. Yeah. So yeah, uh,
1: it's it's a difficult position to be in, uh, especially for someone like James Jones. I don't envy him right now.
0: Oh no, and oh man, to be behind the scenes for this. To see, like, what exactly did happen in that Maverick series? Why did, why did it all just fall apart? I mean, even the last couple of weeks of the season, through the Pelicans series, we did not look like uh, the team that we had been.
1: You know, no. we weren't
0: firing on the cylinders that we were earlier in the year. And right. what happened? Uh, I don't want to blame it on COVID. You know, like, a coach and five guys probably had COVID, but they all played the end of that series. That's a—I don't know, man. Don't even let that come out if that really happened, because that just sounds like a dumb excuse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there were very specific protocols that—
0: Right. I mean,
1: I don't know. I feel like if that were really true, they would not have played.
0: No, maybe the sluggish is due to the fact that our point guard's 37 years old. Right. Uh, we played. We, we let the Pelicans take too many games away from us. We were gassed after that series. That was pretty apparent. And, yeah. oh, man, getting beat by the Mavs like that. that it still burns, and it's going to burn a long time. But, it
1: does, yeah.
0: And then look what they did. They bring in uh, Christian Wood. Right. And we're getting rid of our big guy.
1: Right. Yeah, they saw, okay, this is what we're going to have to do to compete. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little move that the Mavs made.
0: They pretty much gave up a bunch of junk, and was it like a late first, 26 or 28 or something? Is that what it was? I don't even
1: remember. Worth it, for sure. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I mean, good for them, but yeah, this was um, it was just so disheartening. And I think that, I mean, I, I've i talked to people who are Suns fans just in my everyday life, and everyone kind of has the same sentiment. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Suns right now. And, like, for the past... Especially the last two years, but even before that, even as, you know, since Ricky Rubio came into town and, and we started getting things turned around, everyone has just been so excited to talk about the Suns, and they wear their Suns gear proudly, and I'm just not seeing that as much anymore. I think a lot of us are still pretty salty.
0: Yeah, it's it's an absolute fact, uh... I've run into a couple people and, you know, just been like in passing, like, what are you up to lately? And I'm, I, I say something along the lines of uh, mourning the suns. And then everyone, everyone is like, yeah, man, that, yeah. that sucked. Like everyone's on the same page. It, it feels like. Yes. There's this nothing, was way more there's nothing to cheer year. about. No, no. This was, no, we could cheer last year because we won the West uh-huh. Which is big time, and then I—I I mean, that Buck series, man. After those first two games, maybe the highest I've ever been riding on the yeah. on the
1: sun's train. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was exciting. So I mean, you can't discount that. That was a uh, no. It that was, was special.
1: It was special. It was, and I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
0: There's there's nothing to look forward to now though because. Right. Aiton, you're not going to get the return you want in a sign and trade. It's never going to happen. You're not going to get that return. Right. Uh, draft, we don't have a pick. Summer League, we don't have any young players that will play in Summer League. Uh, free agency, maybe we kick up a it little. could thing.
1: be exciting.
0: Free agency could be exciting, but like it's a ways to go before we see anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, the draft... Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe I, I don't know if it the tampering thing really confuses me because is there a chance that we do do a sign and trade and then it's just like okay, this pick is obviously going to be for the Suns. Is that how it's going to work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because like that's the first thing on our calendar here of things that right. could happen. I guess. Right. Is draft night. If if there's some buzz and it's oh so and so is traded for Aiton, there's a pick involved, then we can just all assume that that guy is going to be the guy that the Suns want there. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you get that excited for anybody outside of the top four of this draft? Uh, mm, no. Maybe maybe if you're crazy for a center and you go Duran. Or mm. Mark Williams, if you trade into the teens, probably will get one of those guys. Early teens, lotto pick. Uh, I, I'm bummed, man. There's, uh, there's nothing to look forward to right now, and the first thing we yeah. hear is going to be a little disappointing. And yeah. it, it's uh, like I've been building myself up for this moment. Like, okay, maybe, maybe even if we trade Aiden and the return isn't beautiful, maybe James. Jones has something in mind. Uh I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just gonna put myself in an in an infinite circle of what's gonna happen between now and the draft or the moratorium's over. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've this is uh the down the the valley of our last two years as Suns fans, I can say yeah. That right
1: it is, it is. I think I've been more apathetic than anything. I'm just like I really don't even care what happens like I'm probably not going to be happy with it either way so like why care that much like that's kind of how I'm going into it just whatever happens is just the way it is and we'll see what the
0: season looks like come October see that's more how I felt about the finals like I I can still I still get riled up about the off season moves and what the team's going to be looking like next year. So that that's still on the front of my mind, but yep. when the finals and even the, the conference finals were being played, I don't know if my brain's ever quite shut off basketball like that. Yeah. Because that was a, that was a, just so defeating.
1: I haven't watched a second of basketball since the sun's lost game seven.
0: Oh, I, I've watched a, a tiny little bit, uh, but barely any of the conference finals. I watched a bit of the finals, but I was so upset I didn't want to watch the Mavs play. Straight no, up.
1: No, no, I neither. The only reason I knew the Warriors won is because my wife and I went out to eat right after it happened, and they had a TV on. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known. Either. I mean, I probably would have got some. Notification, but my phone's on do not disturb 95% of the time, so I don't usually get them until I intentionally look. So, like, if that TV weren't on, I wouldn't have known.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was keeping track of the score, and then I saw it was pretty much over at one point, and then my wife and I ran to go grab something that evening. Uh, oh, we had to fill up for the next day, but when I got in the car and turned on the radio, I had a for some reason, it was AM ESPN Radio, but mm-hmm. it was on, and then it, I turned it on, like, right after they won because the they were just, like, announcing them as champions. So yeah. that's technically how I found out. But.
1: Okay. Huh. Yeah. It's, it has kind of gotten me thinking, though, just about, you know, the Warriors have their dynasty at this point. I mean, they've won four times in the last seven years. Yeah. Um and just got me thinking a little bit about the format of the NBA playoffs. And like, I obviously know this isn't going to change, but I'm just thinking about how it works. And I was starting to compare it to other sports, um, because I've been watching a lot of hockey, uh, as an avalanche fan, I've been an avalanche fan for about 10 years now. And they're in the, uh, Stanley Cup finals right now they're up 1-0 at time of recording so that's really exciting and that's been really fun I have been I've still been watching sports I've just been watching hockey I've been watching the Avs as much as I possibly can
0: Fair.
1: um but they you know hockey has the best of seven series it's basically just the same as basketball except they rearranged all their um all their conferences recently Uh, Because they added two new teams. And then with COVID, because there's so many Canadian teams. uh, And Canada had different travel laws than the U.S. at like the peak of COVID. They had to rearrange some stuff. So that looks a little bit different as compared to the NBA. But otherwise, it's a best of seven series. Um, And then if you think about baseball as well. They also do a best of seven series. Most sports do... Some sort of best of seven, you know, baseball early on they do. Uh, The wild card round is different now, I think. Um, But just kind of thinking about best of seven series, you know, because the Suns had such an amazing regular season. Uh, Our best regular season ever. And it essentially meant nothing when the playoffs came. Uh, And I just think the NBA experiences that Way more than any other sport, you know, even if you look at football, I was thinking about this and football, the reason why football is the most popular sport in America in the US is because of the parody uh, and because every single game matters so much and even more so than that. Every play matters so much Because it impacts each individual game. And now they play, what, 17 games in a season? Or 18, whatever they're at now. And then the playoffs come, and it's win or go home. And those stakes make people want to watch. And that's what makes it so exciting, and everything matters so much. And I'm like, I'm actually very excited for football season this year because I've been thinking about that. While in the NBA, you can go have... Your team's best regular season ever, and then roll over in the playoffs, and it's over. Uh, and it's it's almost like that regular season didn't matter. Uh, that's something that's been a little bit frustrating for me lately.
0: That's an interesting point, and something that just came into my brain for the first time was with the seven game series. Uh, to be a good NBA player, you have to be confident to an extent, right? Yeah, but You course. can't doubt yourself and be a star NBA player. I mean, you right. could – whatever. We won't go deep into that. But when you have two guys, and this is going to be directly related to when they were asked about what it would be like to play in a game seven, do you think Booker and Paul, to some extent – didn't care that they lost games because they just thought they'd come out ahead because they were better. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yes, I think so. I think you make a great point. I think that's true because like seven games, you can dink around for two of those and still have the series tied. And then the series really begins at that point. So, I mean, even moving it down to a best of five, like, didn't they do that at one point? Maybe when I, I was think, a kid. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that would be really helpful because I, and maybe I'm not just saying that because of how I'm looking into Chris Paul and Devin Booker's mindsets, but it loses a lot of urgency when you know you, this can go seven. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I also was thinking about college basketball. I mean, that tournament, best of one. I mean, we see upsets every year. Um, your your regular season is meaningful. There's a lot of stuff that goes into seeding. Um, but it's so exciting. I mean, I personally think college basketball has the best postseason in all of sports. The tournament is great. There's a lot of games happening. Now, there's way more teams, of course. Um, but, like... Everyone gets into it. Every office does a March Madness bracket. Uh, people get really excited. People who don't normally even care one bit will watch college basketball like they've got the postseason figured out. Uh, now I don't think we should necessarily have a best of one bracket with like every NBA team where we seed team or anything like that. Midseason tournament, that might be really fun. Uh but maybe taking a little bit from that just the amount of excitement you can get from that tournament.
0: A 7 game series is like a third of a college basketball team season. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And obviously pro versus college student athlete thing there's obviously differences in yeah. there. But yeah, the the urgency of college basketball from the you know, the first game that means something. Yes. Until March Ma I mean, it's crazy. You you can't afford to lose too many games, but Right. Right. And yeah, that's, the that's and if you're the number one seed in your bracket, you're playing the sixteen seed and that's, you know, a school that is probably a tenth of the size of your school and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not all about basketball at that school. And it's you know, that's a pretty much guaranteed win. But then again, look, look at the Suns. Like, we get up against the New Orleans Pelicans, who were they were at the top of their game right then. They right. take us six games. That was the reward for having the best regular season? That was a tough series. Like, I would have rather had the Wolves. Oh, were, yeah. Man, there's probably a couple other teams that might be a little crazy of me to say, but... Uh, yeah, there's there's no reward for being the best team. And then there's no urgency in a 7 game series until you, you know, lose one at home. That's when the urgency starts, but That's
1: exactly right.
0: Then there's still plenty of time.
1: Yeah. I know that the the argument for the best of 7 series is you ensure that the best team wins. It eliminates flukes. And, yeah, I mean, I I see the merit in that. Uh, I'm just finding these seven-game series to be such slogs. I mean, it can be hard to watch at times. Um, So, I I mean, I know nothing's going to change, and I'm not necessarily even calling for change. I'm just pointing out that this past season has really made me consider that. That, like, you know, the Suns have their best regular season ever. And... Like second round exit, no one cares. It's in the rear view mirror already.
0: Yeah, that, that's those are facts, Mitch. That's kind of crazy. Uh, breaking it down like this, uh, it's not, I never really think about it that deep. You know, it's uh, you made it into the playoffs and you lose or you win, and it's it's fun, but why not a three game series? Why not a five game series? Is it statistically proven? That the higher seed, like what's the difference in percentages of the higher seed coming out of a five-game series or a seven-game series?
1: Yeah, that's a good what, question.
0: I wonder what the big difference is because right. do we re, do we necessarily want, you know, one, two, three, and four to be in the conference semis every year for one versus two to be the – I don't think that's necessary. I think teams peak in, at the right time similar to what the Pelicans did – I mean they weren't far from taking that series from us right. as a, as an 8 seed the play- because of the play- I mean it's kind of crazy.
1: The play- is another good thing to bring up. Think about how exciting those play- in games are. Yeah, that's very true. I mean we can maybe look at that. Now another part of it is money and TV deals and all of that. Uh. I mean if it's a best of 5 series that could a sweep as 3 games that's a lot of revenue to be missing out on and that's why we're never if anything we'll see it become a 9 game series
0: yeah yeah cut the regular season in half but it's a uh... It's a 13-game series all the way through the playoffs.
1: Even that, I mean, yeah. it's It's got me thinking about a lot of this stuff. 82-game regular season. That is long. Though it's the same in hockey and baseball, it's double that. So, I mean, the football regular season is just... That's an anomaly to have a season that's so short. But
0: Yeah, that is pretty crazy. and It is. I would there there's such a physical toll on football and it's very there is.
1: but point. hockey, I mean hockey has a huge physical toll and they play eighty two games in a year.
0: yeah that's that's very true. I you know, offensive linemen banging against each other, middle linebackers plugging yeah. up gaps. It's so true. it is different. It is it's different. different. but imagine a a football series. Yeah, imagine how many fights would be in a football series.
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: yeah. Well,
1: and I think it's also interesting because coaching and game planning and all of that kind of stuff, offensive and defensive coordination, becomes so important because, I mean, football is a chess match, basically. Right.
0: Um, And you'll never see the same team in back-to-back weeks in a football season. Exactly. Exactly. The closest you'll ever play a team is probably, I assume, they schedule that out so it's spread out for division games, right? Right. Yeah. They try
1: to. I mean, yeah, I think I think last year the Broncos played, I think it was like the Chargers or something. They played them one week. They played someone else the next week. The week after that, they played the Chargers again. But
0: still. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is a good take, though. I mean, seven-game series, that's a lot. Uh, how many went seven? We went seven against the Mavs. Boston, Miami went seven. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Boston went seven. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, the the Celtics definitely earned their trip there. They uh, they did. That's true. They had two seven game series before you have to play the Warriors and the Warriors who uh, was it round two the conference semis where we were playing the Mavericks every other day while the Grizzlies and Warriors matched up every third day. Yeah, Every three days. Yeah,
1: I remember it was something with scheduling in their arenas.
0: Yeah, that's that's bogus. You can't yeah. you can't give one team one series in a complete full day of recovery more than the other one. That's uh.
1: I agree. That
0: feels a little unfair, but that's uh not why we lost. No, it's not.
1: But yeah, I mean, and we have to remember the league wants every series to go seven games. If Adam Silver had it his way, the, you know, it would be Lakers versus whoever the, yeah, Knicks, Lakers, Knicks in the finals. Every game goes, every series goes seven games. The Lakers probably win in seven, give the Knicks one every so often. We have to remember that's, that's ideal for the NBA.
0: Uh, here's what happened. I, I see the writing on the wall now. Uh, the Celtics swept the Nets in round one. They were the only team to sweep someone the entire playoffs. Right. And right. they paid for it by losing the championship.
1: They, yeah, they had to play two more seven-game series and then lose in the end.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I I have a few new things to add to my list of reasons to be salty as a Suns fan. So. <laughs> I think we made great progress today. Yeah, Mitch.
1: I think so too. Okay, maybe we can turn this around. We can look at the bright side of things. Um, let's see. I can do. I can find
0: something. Oh wait. Um, hmm. <laughs> um. Ife Lundberg summer league.
1: Yeah. Follow up. Which I'm not. I'm probably gonna watch like zero summer league because I'm gonna be taking care of an infant at that point. But we'll see. We'll see. Depends well, on what time the games start, maybe. I might be awake. Hey, maybe. Uh,
0: I don't know, man. I I don't see much of a bright side. The, it's going to be 8 in news. We're going to all be mad. And then we might get some bright side news. Like that's, that's just the order of events, and I guarantee it.
1: I think the bright side, though... The real bright side is we still have a very solid team. We still have Booker, who was first team All-NBA. We still have the best coach in the league. And James Jones is a great GM. Like, we have a lot of that good stuff in place.
0: True. And And to be the negative guy, (laughs) I'll do it. I mean, but our championship window very well could have just closed. We were spoiled.
1: We were We went spoiled. through
0: all that crap for so long. And then we finally make the playoffs. We we make it to the finals and then boom. No. And then obviously what happened this year, not quite the same result, but everybody's in Cancun at the end anyway, so
1: that's right, yeah. Very suns esque of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, with that. It's time to move to our non-sports section of the show. And uh, this week, I don't really know what we're talking about. I guess we can just kind of catch up, catch people up on uh, what's been going on for the last three weeks.
0: Sure. Uh, I have not been doing a ton, honestly. I mean, aside from, you know, the stuff that normal people do, I've just been avoiding basketball and we're not trying to talk about that. So I'll talk about my dog. I've been Mm -hmm. chilling with my dog a lot. Uh, She's a husky and she's getting a little fat now that it's hot because she doesn't get to go on her walks. Mm -hmm. So she's looking a little heavy. And she has a little sore between her toes, like her paws. And it's like really red in there and I've been catching her licking it. So she's actually in my office right now snoozing, which is good but I put some ointment in there and she always tries to lick it out afterwards. And then she just keeps going and it makes it worse. So as of right now, we have a good girl.
1: Ah, okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been doing stuff to prepare for the baby. Um, before the show, we were talking about the class that my wife and I have been taking about birth. Um, learning a lot about that kind of stuff. And, uh, Yeah, I built a crib, I put together a dresser, uh, put together a stroller, uh, had a baby shower, all that kind of stuff. So I guess that's been my focus for the most part, Um, which has been nice. I mean, it's given me a lot to do, a lot to prepare for. And it's been kind of nice that I am not super interested in basketball at the moment because I'm not nearly as distracted.
0: Um, I'm sure that's able to get a lot done. I'm sure that's very well appreciated around the house right now. Honestly. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. It, I, I know it has been, yeah, I've been, you know, just doing everything I can. I still have a couple things to do. I got to put together a changing table maybe later today. Um, but yeah, we're just about done with all that stuff as it's less than a month likely until, uh, the baby's here.
0: Well, that's fun, man. And right when you said that, I thought it would be interesting if we could somehow monitor the evolution of our pre-podcast chats over the <laughs> years. <laughs> because yeah. I think the the tone and the, the subject matter have changed quite a bit yeah. since the beginning of this thing.
1: When we started this show... I was 21 I was in college I was 21 like yeah things have changed so dramatically I'm 28 now and about to be a dad like (laughs) that's a great point yeah our subject matter has changed a lot over the past seven years
0: yeah very true but soon not this year we are still gonna make a return to Vegas for Summer League. Oh, I oh mean, we will. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. we're we're grown men now doesn't mean we can, can't go to Vegas and have a good time no, at Summer League.
1: It's still fun. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always gonna be fun. Don't
0: I know. I'm due. You've been to one more recently than me, and I'm I'm itching. Yeah. And yeah. if the Suns were if the Suns had a draft pick, maybe I'd go this year just to do it, like a yeah. qu- quick little trip two nights like i i'd go do that but if unless they give me a reason to i'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) we'll see well and we'll see what next year looks like aren't they building some big arena like isn't that already in the works for a potential expansion team and uh oh yeah i heard there's some crazy business like it's gonna be connected to a hotel and casino
1: uh yeah yeah
0: and then you move summer league there
1: that would be nice. I know they're trying to get, uh, like, MLS soccer in Vegas, too. Ah. Vegas is its becoming quite the
0: hot spot for pro sports. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And if they're trying to get MLS soccer, what's stopping Phoenix rising from getting that? Yeah, you know, you know uh, what?
1: I've looked into this a little bit, and there's a lot of reasons, but it, it looks very unlikely that that will ever happen
0: bummer I, I like I just can't imagine how this isn't a hot spot for soccer
1: I know I know
0: it but but whatever I'm not a soccer guy so I'll, I'll just I keep don't yeah
1: I I can't I don't follow it in the US at all so like it's so hard for me to speak on it but yeah, yeah I have heard that it's very unlikely that the MLS will be in Phoenix
0: uh, well we should be happy with, we, we have the big three here so it's okay. yeah yeah well Kind of.
1: Hockey. Or, no, football, basketball, baseball. You're right.
0: Yeah.
1: Hockey here is... <laughs> it's worse to be a Coyotes fan than a Suns fan. I'm very fortunate that I'm an Avalanche fan.
0: Are they are they getting a new arena in Tempe or something? Is that what yeah. I saw last? They, That's...
1: they are eventually. But next year, they have to play where ASU plays. And that stadium holds 5,000 people. Oh. And the Coyotes are very bad.
0: And was, didn't we have, did the Coyotes have one of the smaller uh, hockey arenas in the country anyways, yes, if yes. I remember looking remember that up at one arena.
1: point? I've been there a couple times. It's actually not a bad arena, but yeah, it is somewhat small, especially compared to other places. I mean, like, the Avalanche are a good example. They play where the Nuggets play. Like, that's a pretty decent-sized arena. Sure. It's Ball Arena now, formerly the Pepsi Center. Um. That's what a lot of, a lot of teams, basketball and hockey, are played in the same stadium. I don't really know why we
0: don't do that, but we don't. Yeah, I wonder because you'd think you'd want to be downtown Phoenix compared to Glendale or yeah. even Tempe. Tempe, it's I'd
1: like, rather be downtown Phoenix
0: for sure. Well, yeah, oh, well, there's a Suns get to there's enjoy like that
1: politics that go into that too.
0: Oh yeah, I. I couldn't even imagine. It's pretty
1: complicated, yeah. I don't yeah. even know how it works.
0: And you know, if do how far do hockey and ba- basketball uh, are they their seasons more or less matched up? It's pretty much the same, yeah. So I can imagine installing the ice, taking it out, and all that stuff must be insane.
1: It's a lot of work,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh well. So- I say that's the end you know, of this podcast, right? I agree, yeah. I'm feeling <laughs> like it's finished up. We thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in a week or two with another episode. We'll see what happens. Uh, if Sun's news comes out, we'll obviously be uh, popping in a little earlier for that. So be on the lookout at Sunny and PHX Pod on Twitter. Maybe Mitch makes a tweet. Maybe. He returns to Twitter. Maybe we'll see but uh yeah feel free to hit us up on there and we'll see you again soon go sons